Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning into my podcast Airborne Entrepreneur. I have amazing Brandy Bernowski with me today and uh, she's an expert in uh, digital marketing in digital world and she will tell us more about her because I was just so curious about her background starting in theater and and being in the philosophy side of the world and now she's very tech high tech techno digital marketing technology it just doesn't seem to be connected <laughs> that is I will probably ask you uh, where are you from because I love the name Bernowski I, I don't know probably that's probably the first question and yeah if you can tell us how did you end up here like a digital marketer um so I grew up in New Jersey but the name Bernowski is kind of a, a variation of the family name so the family's actually Lithuanian And um, my great-grandfather changed the name from the Lithuanian, I think it was like something like Barnowskis, to a very Polish-sounding Bernowski, because at the time, he was trying to get a job in the coal mines in Pennsylvania. And the only way to do that was actually to have, to be Polish. Um, so he needed a Polish-sounding last name and converted the family name from what it was to Bernowski, which then obviously stuck for future generations. So <laughs> yeah, it just kind of happened. Um, it's very interesting because here in New Jersey, there is a, it's one of the only places I think in the whole country that there's a large population of Lithuanian um, people. And my grandmother actually, like she used to go to church where they would do a service in Lithuanian. So I only grew, I, I, I always joke because I grew up with like three Lithuanian phrases Uh, actually, maybe even, I think it's actually two at this point, because that's all I remember. And the only phrases I remember are, I love you and give me money. And I'm like, I'm not sure what kind of career that qualifies me for overseas, but um, at least I have the basics taken care of, I guess. So um, yeah, grew up in New Jersey, uh, ended up in New York City for school, you know, for university where I studied theater. Um, I'd actually always naturally been kind of like a hybrid brain person. So Even though I was studying theater at the time, I was actually double majoring in physics. And during my time at NYU, I decided, you know what, I don't think this is the right place for me to double major. So I took minors in physics and mathematics while I was there. Then I popped over, um, I started getting really interested in religious studies. So I went to Rutgers University um, where I started studying religion, philosophy, And then ended up doing a, like a triple major in religion, philosophy, and physics with another minor in math, because why not? And I really, I totally thought I was going to be an academic. Like that was the path. I was in a PhD program on my way to be like a philosopher of science. I thought it was a great plan. Um, and I just found that I really didn't fit in in grad school. Like as much as I wanted to, as had no matter how much I desired the success, there was something about my natural state of being that didn't quite vibe with the academic world. I mean, I was in grad school and I was actually was named one of the best bloggers in San Diego at the time where I was attending school. Like I was just blogging for fun. And while I was blogging, I was teaching myself to code because I needed to do it for my website. Um, and inevitably that led to friends asking me for support and asking me for help with their websites. And I would say, 
So I was in grad school for two years, left, worked with a nonprofit, um, did some earth science education for NASA through that nonprofit. And about two years after starting that job, I decided it was time to quit and become a freelance developer. And that was going to be like, that was my goal. I was like, okay, I'll quit. I'll become a freelance developer. I'll work a little bit in the morning, take long lunches, work a little bit in the afternoon, and it'll be glorious. Um, But I developed a great reputation very, very quickly. And it led, really, I was overwhelmed with work. And I had no idea what to do. And I was very, very fortunate in finding a business coach who said, you don't have to change what you're doing. You just need to change how you're doing. And you probably should hire some people to help you. And I like this was a new concept. I was like, what do you mean hire people? Um, so that was, that was about seven years ago. So I started my business eight years ago, seven years ago, started thinking a little bit about hiring, probably pushed the button about six and a half years ago. And um, yeah, it's been glorious since then. So I have a team of 15 people now. Uh, so it's really grown. I don't get to do development anymore. My specialty now is the strategy piece of things and really guiding clients through the process, making sure they get what they need. And I'm a big believer, particularly in making sure we get clients, not just what they need for their business to be successful, but what we need to ensure they're successful as an individual. Because in the business world, we get a lot of noise about this is the way to do things. Like you have to do this, you have to do that. And it can create a lot of overwhelm and fatigue. So I really like to make sure that like we are building systems and structures that allow individuals to thrive, not just the business to thrive. And I love what you say, because there's a lot of businesses, they they get stuck at at least like probably at that stage that you said that you actually had so much work because we can get busy and people just stay at that phase or that stage of the business. They are just busy. And they're busy, busy, busy. They're just working 18 hours a day. They don't sleep. They don't have weekends, but they never really think about, like, I don't say that all of us, we need coach, but I'm business coach or or leadership coach, but I still have coaches. Like it's always something like something, you know, between that partnership that people can tell you how to do things better, or maybe just have brainstorming and just really talking about the strategies because we can't know like everything. We are not you know, we don't have superpowers and we are not great in everything. And I think to admit that it's actually a big problem in a lot of business owners, but you were great. Like you were like, okay, I don't know what to do. And you admitted it. Like you didn't know how to do it different way because you were working hard. And I think in that cloud of a lot of work and clients, you really prioritize your clients. That means you don't have time to think about your strategies. I mean, it's great on, you, great on you and congratulations actually to overcome that first five years of business. I think that's amazing. And working with already 15 people in a team, that's awesome success. And I think we have a lot of things to learn from you today. Great. And I know you mentioned that you were working with uh, or you were studying probably some programs from uh, people like Brené Brown. And uh, that's probably something that helped you. Uh, you you have a lot of books in, in your background. I can see I that. Do. And yeah, I, I just want to ask because people sometimes can't see the value of reading books. And I think I just, I can't even say how valuable that is. Is that that you kind of combine coaching, learning from courses and book readings? Is that this, the, how did you actually grow your business? Is that something that helped you? Yes. So books have been immensely helpful. I really, 
I pick up big things and little things from books. So there are some books that like you read through and there are these big sweeping ideas that you yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing my hiring process all wrong. I need to change that. But sometimes it's like the little moments of even reading biographies or autobiographies, especially of like modern entrepreneurs of what the challenges they face and how they overcame those challenges. You learn so much from them and they're not always necessarily things you can integrate immediately, but sometimes they're yeah. things that you integrate over time or that you return to. So for me, books, um, having coaches, I still work with coaches on a regular basis. I actually have three coaches I work with because yeah. I get different things from all of them. Um, I'm also a big believer in like having a good mastermind group, like really to go to and share your struggles with and listen to what they've accomplished and how they've accomplished it and learn from them. And even when they're in different industries. And I think even particularly when they're in different industries, like yes. there's possibility yeah. to really um, help you think outside of the box and solve yeah. problems differently. So I've always combined a bunch of different kind of like ways to put myself in different situations and get myself to think differently. So that's like reading books on a regular basis, making sure I have coaching, making sure I've got those, those masterminds and relationships that I can go to and say like, Hey, we have similar ish businesses, but they're not the same. What can we learn from each other? Like, how can we support each other? And then to discover the value in the differences as well. I think that's, that's exactly what you say. It's great to learn from people. They are actually in, in different industry because that's uh, when they see the problem from different angle. And that's why I love the books, for example, uh, around leadership, when they are using army or in government that you can actually take them to, to private sector or opposite. You can take something from private sector to actually government um, agencies. I think that's that's really good. And yeah, I will probably go to that. What do you do now? It's it's more mostly websites development and is that digital marketing strategies as well or? Yeah, so the core of the business really is websites. And yeah. then I think everything else branches off from that. I kind of feel working with websites makes me feel a little bit like a palm reader. like. If you give me your website, I can see everything else about your business, but it gives me a starting point yeah. of like digging into your business and being able to say, okay, well, what do you need for your website? And from that, I then understand marketing that's going on. I understand business systems and structures, and we can start weaving them in. I will say like, I, I don't know every industry in the world. I know yeah. many industries, yeah. thanks to my, my very diverse clients. Um, so there are times when I like to make connections for them for support um, more so than, you know, be the one leading them myself. Yeah. But like, I'm always looking for the opportunity for our, like yeah. the clients we work with. And I think that's just a wonderful thing that we can all do in general is like, look for the opportunities for the other people in our lives. Yes. Um, yeah. So even though, yeah, even though the focus is websites, like my, my view is always broader of like, well, what else do you need? Sometimes I discover they need like a virtual assistant and Hey, do I know someone that I can connect them with? Exactly. That's great. No, that, yeah. I love that. what you say, because I think it's all about connections and when you're working with client, it's so great to actually connect your, your assets, your relationships and their relationships and really see how we can even help each other or how we can help them even more. And I agree, it's so important. That means you, you can, even as a website developer or coach or anyone else, coming into relationship with client or B2B or, or just client, just personal coaching, it's always like there's so much more that you can help with. 
to, to your client. I think that's amazing. And I really love that you do and you see that broad approach or you see that bigger picture. And I think that's very valuable because some people do just websites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and it's, I think it's a disservice if we only focus on the website. Like yeah. I have to have a sense of what else is happening and going on. Yeah. I may not be like, for some, sometimes I'll see like, okay, this client needs a funnel. I'm not the person to build the funnel, but I can find you the person who is exactly. the person yeah. to build the funnel. That's great. Yeah. And I, I will probably ask when we talk about websites. So, because I have some clients that that's, that's something actually is my personal interest as well. Because some clients that have website first thing in the world, you know, before they start a business, like they're like, yeah, first day they have website. And I work with some clients, they, they made already millions of dollars and they still don't have website. And now I'm always like, oh, you need website because I feel like that is something that can support a business. But I would like to uh, hear probably your opinion and what, what is the, the biggest mis- misconception about websites? So people certainly do think that you need one from day one and it has to be perfect. And I don't think that's true. I think if you have not had any clients yet, if you haven't made a single sale, it's probably good to go out there and get a client or get a sale first and get some feedback. You're going to actually have, you're going to invest better in the website once you have that information than if you try to put one up while your business is just an idea. Yeah. So I think I think it's possible to make millions of dollars without a website. I think people have done it, but I also like, I always then ask them like the question of like, but what are you missing out on? If you had a website, if you're doing that well without one, what's possible with one? Cause just having a website is just another like point of connection. It's another way for people to meet you, get to know a little bit more about you. It becomes that like online digital home. And we are spending so much time online and on the internet these days that making sure you have that, that spot where people can find you and connect with you, I think yeah. is really critical and not relying upon social media networks to be that thing, because there is no guarantee that they're going to be around tomorrow or in three years or in 10 years. I, I love that you say that because that's always what I say to people because everybody's like oh I need to just have social media and I need to go to do Facebook advertisement I said no just just please think about that like when you put all your effort all your money on Facebook it's still not yours it's just somewhere it's someone else but when you have your own website it's your platform it's your domain and and there's nothing that you know will disappear and, and it's so important to, because so many people invest and burn money. I will say burn money in a Facebook yep. advertisement. We know even website, not even directing, directing the advertisement to or the, the leading to website. But that's probably something I would like to ask you because there's probably a lot of opportunities that we don't understand. We don't know we have online. And we just, some, some of us like business owners, we think, you know, oh, yeah, website, but what, what I can do with website or what is that, you know, other opportunities out there? Yeah. So I think as long as business owners are thinking of website as like static landing pages, they're doing themselves a disservice. Like a website can do so much work for you. And if you're just putting it up as like, you know, hi, my name is Brandy and I make websites and like click here. If you want to contact me, you're actually not utilizing the full potential of what the website can be because you can be really communicating and connecting with your clients. You can be inviting them into a conversation through the language that's on your website. You can be building business systems on the website that make that first contact easier or 
you know, future connections, um, relationships, ongoing things easier. There are a lot of clients we work with that we actually build really robust business solutions on the back end of their websites so that there's a lot that's automated and they don't have to worry about manually, you know, like checking um, for payments or things like that. So there's really a lot that can go into a website to make it work really well for your business so that you get more of your time back and you can be doing more of like the work you're meant to do rather than, I don't know, you know, going back and forth with the client via email about what time should you meet? And then asking them like simple, I, I never want to ask a question to a client when I'm getting on a call with them of like, what's your website URL? I can ask for that in a form, you know, like I can get the basics that way so that I'm having a deeper, more human connection with yeah. the person when we actually have that, that conversation. So there are you, you really have to think about what are the opportunities on the website for my business? And that's going to look a little different for every single business. But I always like to think of like, how can you better connect with your clients and customers? How can you invite them into a relationship with you and build on that relationship? And then how can you create more human connections when you actually do connect, you know, person to person, whether it's in person or online? Yeah. Is there anything around uh, SEO? Google ads or, or any kind of thing, you know, when you think about the Google search, because when we probably you have same opinion, because you mentioned already social media, that people don't go by on social media, they usually go by through the Google. That's probably when you're looking for the business. Is that something that you will recommend or you will say that is, that is a need to have integrated with your website or like, is there any, any, I guess, experience that you have or you will. So I, I'm a big fan of SEO. I don't think every business needs it. I don't think every business needs it right away. Like sometimes when you're still in early stages, you don't want to invest in an SEO expert because you're probably still figuring out what are your offerings? Who really is your ideal client? Like they won't be able to target the language properly. Um, But over time, as you refine all of that information, it then becomes more valuable to work with someone in SEO. And I mean, SEO is just, it's like one piece of the equation. I mean, personally, my business is really built on referrals and relationships. Like I've just built it that way. Do we have good SEO also? Yeah, because I don't want to put myself at a disadvantage. And I was in a position where I could do that with, you know, relatively, you know, pretty good ease overall. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like any, like we haven't, we've never done a Facebook ad. I've never done a Google ad. That's not how my business has operated to this, to date. I'm not to say that I won't ever try it, but, um, I, I think you have to be very, um, just aware of how you want your business to work and not hope that SEO is the magic pill or Google ads are, are the magic. Yeah. pill. Like there is no magic pill that will build your business. But I do think it's nice to say like, okay, probably once you've been in business for a year, it, it may be time to invest in SEO. And that is going to also vary from business to business. There are some businesses that need it more substantially from day one. And there are some businesses that probably could wait a little bit longer to have it. So it is good to have like a marketing person that you can talk to who can actually say like, okay, let's really understand your business and what the opportunities are in the marketing realm so that you aren't just you know, burning through money, you yeah. know, unnecessarily when it's not going to really serve you. Yeah, I actually think, yeah, I, I really think about that, what you just said, that it is important to understand who is your client, because when you think about 
that I don't know when you're working like B2B, like probably not a lot of businesses are on Facebook. You will need to go mm-hmm. probably look somewhere else. And like you said, it's important to have relationships, probably some network, some referrals, some partners, maybe your um, current clients, whoever is that, but you need some kind of help around that relationships and assets like to have to have the, the relationship. And uh, for businesses, maybe, I don't know, like someone is having you know, the e-commerce. I guess that's maybe when you when you will start to do more that marketing, digital marketing presence. And that's yeah. actually, I would like to ask, because I know I read something about like digital market, digital presence and experience. Like first, probably I would like to understand like what is the difference or, or what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I've, I really think websites 20 years ago were the digital presence sort of websites. Yeah. It's like, hey, I have a business. I'm just going to slap something up and it's good Very enough. static, yeah. It's, it's not enough these days though. Like particularly during quarantine, I think there was nothing worse than going to a website and being like, you know, we, I went to websites for restaurants in the area to figure out if they were open. Could I order from them? I love supporting local businesses. And there was nothing on there. Like it hadn't updated at all. So that's digital presence. It's like, hey, someone slapped it up and no one has ever considered updating it. Digital experience is not just, I mean, it's updating the website, of course, but it's also thinking about how am I creating a consistent experience so that online with our website, they have the same quality of experience as they do when they walk into our brick and mortar building versus when they get an email from us. It's like, it's that building of trust through consistency and like finding your voice to speak with your ideal clients in a way that when they meet you in person, they're like, oh, of course, this is who, this is just who they are. This is who the business is. And I think it's absolutely critical because we are spending so much time online because we are interacting with brands and businesses and companies and all of that so much more that we're looking for that consistency of like, are you, are you showing up online the same way you show up in person? And do I trust that? And I think that's that that's really valid point. Uh, when we show up online or when we show up even like cold calls, we usually we are different. We are not natural. We probably a little bit stressed or we have some other things going on. Like we need to have the structure. We need to do big promise. And, and we think about stuff that is not maybe even true. And yeah. I think that's the big thing that people still try to pretend or being some someone else, something else, someone else. And I think they forgot that that is the natural part of us like just to be normal just to just to show feelings if if you have something you know just say that say that uh, normal way not try to be too i guess theatrical maybe you will you will have experience you know but we try to be so cool and full of energy and after that you meet person is like hey how are you yeah. and it's just like so down <laughs> that's just such a big difference that i think that's straight away like losing the trust to the person yeah. And when you think about, because I had, probably I will share, like I have, I don't have really good experience with any digital marketers. Like I really didn't have probably good luck. I don't know how to call it. Maybe that was just my belief that people basically just say they can do it and they don't do it properly. And (laughs) I was always coming into relationship that I trust people because that's how we choose to work with someone. But I spent a lot of money on website and every time 
like I had to have like three or four different people jumping in and and fix stuff because the other person was already at a point like I don't know what to do with that that means it looks like a lot of people just learn on my website (laughs) how to do it and I come come to the point that I don't know who to trust what what to believe like when people are telling me now oh you need to change your website I said again like you know there's a lot of plugins there's a lot of stuff how for me or for any other person that is not really digital marketer we don't know anything about technology and we just really want to understand what like how we know we need to change something or or how we know that's like our website is not doing well or like how i'm really confused in this world (laughs) yeah um so the first thing i always look at with a client is whether the website's actually reflective of their business anymore when a web when the website for the business doesn't actually reflect what the business does or, you know, who the people behind the business are or the work that you do, it's probably time to change it. Okay. Um, I am not. That's from content side. Yeah. Like the content and from content. Yeah. Um, from the technical perspective, I'm not a fan of gimmicks on website. I'm a fan of like really figuring out what people need and like, how do we get, how do we get the visitors on your website to take the right actions? So, you know, if, if a, if the website also like aesthetically isn't aligned with your business anymore, which also happens, that's happening to me right now with my website is that we've had it for a long time. It's worked really, really well for us, but I am, I've been growing and changing the business and I've been growing and changing as a person. And I don't feel the vision, the same like the website is fully reflective of how we've grown. So I want to shift it and change it a little bit. So that can be a a point of like, yeah, it's time. Like we've been evolving and growing. Our website needs to evolve and grow. Um, And then frankly, like there are times that I have definitely encountered clients and I've looked at their websites and I've been like, this is a mess. (laughs) I see just a lot of issues here and we probably need to clean this up and address it and, and do a build, like rebuild it. So I think actually going, going to someone who has the expertise, but no agenda with you. I mean, I think that's really, really nice. And that's one of the things I do with clients um, that I've been doing for years is I don't do sales calls. I do just service calls. Like, let's talk. Let me figure out how I can help someone. Sometimes that's me. Sometimes it's not me. Sometimes there's something in between like working together. I don't know what it's going to be. But finding, finding someone that you can get really good advice from of like, hey, look, these are, these are the opportunities I'm seeing. These are the dangers I'm seeing. You know, here's where you're missing things. You may be missing things and they're actually not critical things for you to address. And some may be, and actually just getting a better picture of like what is happening on the site and, you know, what's happening in your business and how do you properly sync those together? So I personally feel most of the clients that we work with, they probably get at least three to five years out of their website. That's, that's my, that's always my goal, but businesses evolve and change at different paces. And sometimes updates more frequently are necessary. It, it just is the way it is, but really, I think everyone needs to find a technology partner um, someone that they can really work with and someone who understands the business and the business needs rather than just someone who wants to take direction. Cause you guys don't like clients don't know, like you guys aren't in technology all the time. You don't know what's possible. So finding those partners. And I think that's true for like business as a whole, like you need to find your partners. 
like overall, like who's that person you go to for advice for this? Who do you go to advice for this? So that it doesn't all weigh on you as having to know everything and make every decision. Yeah. And that's the thing. We can't, we can't know everything. It's just not possible. And especially like tech or any digital marketing, I know how long it takes. I had so many courses and I know I'm not an expert and I know that much that I can update my website. I can do, you know, all the um, up, upgrades, updates. That's, that's yeah. great. All updates and uh, change the plugins. I, I did a few, like I integrated a few different plugins. It's, I don't think it's, it's hard. It's more about there's always that expertise that you need to understand. I have someone from outside come in and tell me like, oh, your website is actually not inviting me. Your website just mm-hmm. doesn't feel that, you know, I understand what you do. I, it feels like you're doing A, but you're doing B or you do B. That means it's, it's probably not the expression. And I think that's what we can't see as, as a business owner so many times. We just, it's just our opinion and we think that's fine. That means that's yeah. why I agree when you said that just to have that partner, that's, that's a good point for any kind of area. That's why I love to speak with people. For example, I know I'm missing the, the sales. For example, I was, I was missing the, the skill. Then I started to speak with the sales coaches and uh, reading sales books and, and just really understand and just break it down and understand what it is about. And I like what you said when you said, I don't do sales goals, I do service goals. Because that's a really, really great point when people, because that's coming to mindset. Like a lot of people think yeah. like, oh, it's cold call, sales call, and they're stressed. But they still don't understand that they're adding value to any business. Like when you yeah. call someone, you're adding value just to give them idea that service like yours exists or just to give them idea they can have a look on something from different point of view, different side. I think that's already the service. Like that's already something that you give people that, you know, with that call. But a lot of people sadly can't see it as a service. They usually get annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was um it was probably one of the best shifts for me because I am an introvert. And the idea of sales calls and like this, there's something being at stake. <laughs> terrified me when I first got into business everyone you're not only oh my gosh like I just I thought it was like a nightmare um and my brother coincidentally he's actually in sales like that's what he does like he works for a tech company he does the sales for them um and I was just like I don't know how you do this and it was really I was very fortunate like I said I've had great coaches and one of them just helped be like don't don't think of it as sales think of it as service and I'm like oh wait, I can do that. And like, yeah, sometimes then I like, it happens that there is often a sale in the process, but I don't go in with that, that intention. And I think clients see that they like, they see that I'm like, I'm just trying to really get them what they need to be successful. And I think that's all smart people in sales, you know, you, you know, you're not going to like, you shouldn't even have that intention. Like, yeah, I'm going to sell because that's where you put all your intentions or all your energy on yourself that is important but it's not it's always about clients and i think that's that's what i really value in this conversation that i can see that you really put your clients first and i think that's that's really important especially in digital world because mm-hmm. you can you know get a lot of sales you can get a lot of clients and you can just take them let them go and and never talk to them and it looks like not a lot of people actually doing that uh, creation of a relationship understand the business going deeper in their needs and really create a suitable, I guess, technology website or whatever, you know, you use or you offer that, you know, it will work for them. It will work well for them. And I think that's important. 
Anyway, if you think about, let's say in general, in digital world technology, what, what do you think? Like, there's a lot of things we don't know about, I'm sure, because I'm, I don't really study a lot what is new, what is coming up, what we should use. Is that something new that we, we should think about? Or is that something that we should be aware that our business is going or digital world is going to the next step? And because, you know, when the click funnels came, it's like, yeah, everybody wanted click funnels. After that, everybody was doing funnels and everybody created platforms with funnels and offer different brands, you know, that means it was like, oh, big thing. Now everybody's using funnels basically on websites and um, for digital sales. Is there anything else or is this something that you will recommend? I mean, the, the one thing that I'm always focused on is really how are you talking to your clients and customers and how are you creating community around that? And that's the one thing that I have seen that I feel like has been getting interesting, like, you know, with the introduction of Clubhouse last year it's a different type of social media platform. And there are new communities that are forming on that. There are new communities that are forming on all these new social media platforms. But I also think it's important to kind of like go back to, the, to thinking about like, how are you building your community of people, um, your network, but also your community and like, how are you caring for them? So, I mean, not like I'm a big fan of like, when you see something new, experiment with it. There are sites that I've built where I think like that like little AI pop-up chat box thing is a great idea, but it's got to work for the business and it's got to have the, the right people behind it. But I do think like we want, people want immediate interaction. Yeah. They want immediate results and they want to feel like they're part of something. Like we really do. I mean, that's, I think why we saw so many big movements and we're still seeing big movements in the world that are very kind of community-based because we do want to be part of something. And so I think if you can, I think if you can think about not just like, what is it within your, like around your sale or, you know, your service, but what are you actually, what do you stand for in a bigger way? Um, I think that really gets people to buy in long-term to a relationship with your brand. And so like, that's like my, my thoughts tend to be around like the human connection and the human side of marketing. And like, how do we leverage people's desires to want to belong and to want to do good in the world? And how can we, you know, build that into our, our models of business yeah. rather than, you know, there's lots of new technology, lots of new ways of doing things, whether it's webinars or funnel, like, it's just, Again, you got to find what's right for your business, but I think there is no business that doesn't benefit from thinking about their customers and growing their relationship with them and growing their impact as a business beyond what they sell. Yeah. I found it really hard to make decision about the, the online platforms because like I have, I rather do face-to-face -face workshops or face-to-face -face with people and also clients, like most of my clients like to actually have a meeting face-to-face -face. Mm -hmm. and of course sometimes we maybe want to save the time we do zoom or it's great but what is for me as a as like for example i'm just starting uh, i just i don't know where to create a community because first thing was you know create a community on facebook create a group but i feel like most of my clients first of all they're not on facebook and also i feel like facebook is going a little bit down like i can see the engagement is decreasing in general, like my notifications in general, just like probably there, it's, it's like 50% less, like it's really, really going down. And even the questions that I asked before and stuff that I was doing before, it totally changed. People just don't 
don't engage like it's it's very yeah. different i don't know if it's just it's mostly facebook i can see there is a difference between different platforms but what do you think is that even is that even worth worth it just to just to really create another group on facebook when it's like million groups on facebook already i mean i personally wouldn't do it yeah. um but it's there are times when i think for some clients their ideal clients are on facebook Like yes. that is where they're going to be best suited to interacting with them. I have seen clients successfully create their own groups using, um, using pieces of software like Mighty Networks, which I love. Um, I think it's really a really attractive software um, or like circle.so is another really interesting one, which has like kind of a more of a community interaction, but it feels a little bit, feels more private, frankly. Um, a group I'm in uses the Honeycomb app Um, and it's branded for the for the the group so that we kind of have like a space that we're just focused in on things. I think we're seeing people like use the clubhouse platform very differently as well. So yeah, I mean it's like to the extent that your people are there, maybe Facebook group, but if you're really looking to create community in a different way, there are a lot of other options out there that make it possible for you not to have to be on Facebook or, you know, to, to create um, something that's even more robust than Facebook. I mean, I personally, like the thing that drives me crazy about Facebook groups is that like the threads then disappear in like the, you know, yeah. the kind of scroll of, you know, information yeah. and new posts. Um, and I feel like all of that valuable conversation can be lost. So there are other ways to take advantage of that. And yeah. um, have people utilize conversation and connection in different ways. It's just a matter of kind of like knowing your group and are yeah. they going to show up on a different platform? Yeah. And I absolutely agree. Like the, a lot of conversations, they are, they are lost already. And yeah. that's what I'm missing. Like there was a lot of stuff we did before, especially when COVID started, that was all, uh, Facebook was fine. We did lives and, and we actually met people and Zoom calls and it was, everything was really like live online and people were happy to engage because they were, at home and i think because of the changes and and world is coming back a little bit like less and less people want to be actually online because they're they're missing that human face-to-face touch you yes. know just being there and i think that's the big shift like people realize that oh i just don't want to use social media i'm happy to go out <laughs> and uh, yep. we started to do because i have group in uh, in europe and i just asked a few times because i i saw that it was not big engagement in the group and I was like, you know what, let's, let's set up WhatsApp group. Like we, we can be actually in touch all the time together. Mm-hmm. If someone has question, the, the react, reaction basically or respond time is very short because you can see the notification. And I just found it so useful. Like it's just so great. And that's why I was, I was thinking like, you know what, I don't actually want to use Facebook because this is great. Like people actually, they have straight away they can come to me they can ask me question if they have problem i can solve it because not a lot of people want to call you straight away every time when they have problem yeah. but message is easy and they know there's more people in the group they can ask for the, the question and they can help each other and that's just from like that just started to work for me a little bit better do you have any suggestions like any other maybe platforms or something like you said that will be that can be built in, in as a part of website or Yeah, I mean, so the ones I mentioned, Mighty Networks, Honeycomb, and Circle yeah. SO, 
Um, Circle SO and, my, and Honeycomb, um, Mighty Networks too, to some extent, though it's on one of their higher paid plans. They all yeah. have single sign-on. So you can connect your website to like, so if people are signed into your website and they click to the other platform, they're automatically signed in, which I really like. And I, I feel like there's probably even more that I have not used and don't quite know about yet. Yeah. Um, but I have seen, I have seen what WhatsApp um, groups be successful with people. Um, yeah, I think, I think people are, what's nice is like, everyone's experimenting a little bit more yeah. um, because we're trying to find that sweet spot of like, okay, well, people don't want to be on, on this social media all the time, or even on their computers all the time. So what can we leverage in order to stay connected in a very fast paced world where we're all out and about and doing things? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, if you have anything at the end, like what you would like to advise, maybe share with us, or do you feel that we forgot to mention what, what it would be, what, what it will be like the, the biggest thing from, <laughs> from Brandy? I mean, I will say, I think my biggest piece of advice, like, and I, this is my biggest piece of advice for myself as well, <laughs> is to just remember it's all an evolution and it's all an experiment. Like just be willing to try different things and test if they work. Like I really, I approach my business very much kind of like a scientist and I'm like, oh, let's, let's see if this one will work and you know, does it? And I don't do that randomly. I'm not just like randomly choosing things to experiment with, but when I'm when I feel the pull towards something, I'm willing to say, I'm going to test it. And if I'm wrong, that's okay. And I think we need to kind of embrace just the, the data around both failure and success. Like sometimes we're only, we're only willing to put things out there that we know are going to be successful, but you can't know until you put it out there. So, and it's going to be better once you put it out there, because you're going to get feedback too. So it's even what you think is your best will be better because it will have people giving you information about, is it working? Is it not working? It could work better this way. So I just, I think that's good advice for everyone to hear, like, no matter where you are, like even for parents, you know, it's, it's just good across the board. Yeah. I absolutely love what you said, because I think it's like to take your business as a scientist and, and really approach it from that side and try new things and test it. Uh, of course, like be the end of end goal of in mind I guess that's important yeah. just to really understand why you're doing things because that's how we tested the the clubhouse like I, I just tried because it's new things like let's try it, what it is and it's great but I found it as a just losing the time to talk yeah. if you don't monetize it it just doesn't make sense it's another platform where you know people they just want to connect they just hang out and for me it was like another like too many things you know we, we don't really need necessary and uh, I liked that you what you said and I really love that approach and I think I'm using that that way I hope I'm, I'm still taking the business as a science because you still need to look for growth or how you can grow what you can change what you can how you can adapt and and yeah just to really find that place I guess of your business as well you know it's it's pretty hard and I think it's a long and ongoing journey and that's why I value business owners, they're taking that from that point. That's why probably you are very successful and you understand that, you know, business will grow over time, not in yeah. one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. I really, really appreciate your time. And it was great. I, I love what you say and how you approach your business and how uh, you break with your clients. I think that's very valuable. And I'm looking forward to see you hopefully one more time next time, maybe two more times to talk about your not 15 member staff, maybe 30. 
yeah yeah let's see where you will go and uh where we can find you if uh, if anyone wants to connect with you Uh, so the easiest place I tell people to find me is really on our website, alchemyname.com. If you go to the contact page and fill out the form that comes to me and I see it and I'm always happy to have conversations with people. Um, I'm also on Instagram at alchemy and aim and also at Brandy Bernowski. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brandy. And have a lovely probably evening at your place. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much thank for having me on. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.